There was a skill instructor a couple of weeks ago that posted a video of one of his students doing some off-ice stick handling work. And I actually, I loved the video. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, it was very creative. He had, uh, the student was, was quite good, um, had a lot of, you know, innovative uh, movements and using some cool obstacles, you know, things that you wouldn't necessarily think of and using them in cool ways. You know, he had, I think he had like some plyo hurdles, um, BOSU balls, things like that, uh, and was using those in, in different ways to stick handle around and to, you know, to be creative. Uh, I liked the pace of it. The player was uh, doing precise movements, but doing them quickly. Um, he was a pretty good player, like I said. And um, so I thought it was a great, you know, great demonstration of, of some possible things that you could do off the ice to develop your stick handling. And uh, of course, though, it was online. <laughs> and so uh, now all of a sudden you've got every expert from around the world, uh, you know, throwing in their two cents worth. And, um, you know, I was actually a little bit disappointed in some of the commentary that was coming through. You know, some of it was critical on the player, you know, saying, yeah, he, he should have had his head up. Uh, some of it was critical of the drills themselves saying, you know, these have no game application. Um, some of it was critical of the obstacles being used saying, you know, you're never going to find a, a plyo hurdle on the ice. So why would we be practicing that off the ice? And my mindset is uh, maybe, I guess, a little bit different. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that going, um, I guess, a number of different directions. My mind went in a number of different directions on this. First of all, I'm looking at it going, uh, the player is a pretty good player. So, you know, um, as far as the puck handling skills themselves go, he was great. You know, it was, it was awesome. Um, the... The obstacles, yeah, you're not going to have a plyo hurdle out on the ice, but does that mean that you don't want to develop the skills that are necessary to stick handle around something? Is there no no time in a game where you're going to have to stick handle around an object, maybe a stick, or maybe you know between a stick and a skates, or things like that? You know, so um, no matter what, I, I think that obstacles are a good way of being creative and a good way of making. A, what can sometimes become like a drudgery, um, be more fun. Like it, it adds an element of creativity to your on or off ice training that I, I think is, is fantastic and fun. And, um, you know, it sparks creativity, you know, it sparks, can I, can I jump over this hurdle while stick handling? Can I flip the puck over this hurdle and catch it on the other side while I'm stick handling? Can I flip the puck, you know, over the bottom bar, but under the top bar, um, you know, like a mini sauce to myself. Can I do stuff like, you know, it, it just, it, there's so many different ways you can be creative. Um, so to blast this coach for using uh, unconventional obstacles, I think is um, unfair and probably even like detrimental to our own coaching. You know, like we're, we're going to box ourselves into only ever using obstacles that you would see on the ice. So that's a net and a player really, you know, I mean, and, and, by player, I mean the the player himself, him or herself, plus a stick, and that's it. So, um, you know, I was a little bit, I guess, taken aback by that. Um, but the main thing I wanted to say was there are, you know, there's development phases to everything. And if I'm just trying to get the stick handling portion of the stick handle down, like I'm figuring out the mechanics of doing a toe drag, or I'm figuring out the mechanics of, um, you know, doing that little, uh, I, 
like the little sauce, you know, the little chip pass to yourself over an obstacle. If I'm just figuring that out, um, yeah, I will probably be doing it looking down at the puck directly as I try to figure out the mechanics of these different moves. Um, And then furthermore, there are, even though generally speaking, we want to have our heads up, there are a lot of times in a game or in practice where it makes more sense to have your head down. It just, that's just the facts of it. Um, and it reminded me of a post. It was actually an Instagram post from a couple of years ago, uh, but it was Jim Vitale. And um, he posted a picture. I'm actually going to see if I can include it as the image of this soundbite. Um, but it was a picture of Sidney Crosby practicing with one of those attack triangle obstacles. So, you know, a plastic thing that you'd never see in a real game uh, with his head down. <laughs> um, and so it was all these different things that we could be critical over, you know, as, as armchair quarterbacks, um, over, you know, people doing their skill work or posting their skill videos, all of it in, in one of the best players to have ever played the game. So I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can include that as the cover photo for this, um, for this soundbite. So you can take a look at it and just see, like, there are definitely, there are times, um, now to expand that even further, in my humble opinion, um, my preferred trajectory uh, for my eyes is actually not up. It's down at an angle. So I'm kind of scanning in front of me. And if you get your, it's kind of hard to explain over soundbite, but if you get your eyes kind of down, almost like a 45 degree angle or so, um, maybe a little bit, a little bit further up than 45, but, um, you can get your eyes to a point where you can see the attackers coming and you can still see the puck at the same time. And so your head is slightly down, but also slightly up. So you're, it's a kind of a combination between the two. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you can have your head completely up, great. Uh, but there is benefit to having it slightly down because there are things, you know, you want to be able to see the opponent's feet. You want to be able to see the opponent's stick. Uh, you still want to be able to read the opponent's eyes. So if you got the proper trajectory and things like that, then you, the, the proper eyesight trajectory, then you can actually accomplish everything. You can see the puck. You can see the puck on your own stick. Uh, you can see the opponent's body. You can see the opponent's eyes and you can see, you know, the positioning of the, there, you can read pretty much everything you need to read. Um, but that doesn't come from eyes up that comes from eyes slightly down. So, uh, yeah, there's just, I mean, there were just so many elements of this post that I was, um, you know, like, like I said, I really liked the, uh, the drills themselves. I liked the post. I thought that was a, a great example of things that we could do off the ice. Um, and I think that if we're going to box ourselves into like eyes have to be up, uh, no obstacles that would ever, that you would ever not see in a game, um, you know, and then say to ourselves, those skills don't directly apply to a game. So we're not going to practice them. I mean, there are so many skills that indirectly apply to a game. You know, if you're doing anything that involves hand-eye coordination, um, you know, like we, you could take, and I'm not a huge proponent of the puck juggling thing. Um, but I think that there, you know, puck juggling is, it does involve hand-eye coordination. And there may be, there will be a time every once in a while where you may have to knock a puck out of the air or something like that, you know, or flip the puck up over an opponent and, and, uh, you know, either pick it up, probably not out of the air, but pick it up on the other side in one way or another. Um, you know, so to say, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna puck juggle in a game. So therefore it's completely useless. I think is a little bit, um, 
a little bit of an extreme point of view. I think that anything that you're working on that involves a stick and a puck, um, you know, yeah, there may be better uses of time than puck juggling. Um, but to say that that has no benefit in a game, I think is, is, um, is inaccurate as well. So, you know, that's all I'm saying is, yeah, there may not be a time in a game where you're going to stick handle while standing on a BOSU ball, but let's break that down and say, okay, well, what does a BOSU ball accomplish? It it involves balance. It involves uh, uneven surfaces and, um, you know, it involves putting stick handling at a different angle than you might be used to because you're up a little bit higher. So you actually got to get your knees bent a little bit lower. So your stick stays flat on the ice or on, on the surface that you're working on. Um, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, I, I think that there is, even though we're not going to see a BOSU ball on the ice, there's definitely massive advantages or massive uh, skills to be gained by putting yourself in an awkward position to have to stick handle or an awkward position to have to take a shot um, or a different position than you're used to practicing. You know, I think, I think being able to be adaptable is, is massive. So anyways, like I always say, that's my two cents worth. Um, but, you know, go easy on the guys posting the skills videos. <laughs> you know, that's another thing that I've noticed is uh, it's, it's, we tend to only like to see the videos of the guys who are already perfect at the skill or, or at least very proficient at the skill. And so we, you know, we're oftentimes, um, I think we miss out because there's, I think there's still stuff to be gained from seeing the development process, not just the development outcome. And so, you know, as we're going through on online and stuff, you know, I mean, I, I, I work with a number of different age groups and skill levels and things. And there are times where I'm working with the rec kids and, um, you know, they're, they're developing at one pace and then, you know, the high school kids are developing at a different pace. And, um, you know, so there's a, a lot of different, a lot of different phases to the development that, that goes on with the youth athlete. And, um, I think it's, it's great to see it all. You know, not just, not just what do these guys look like by the time they hit juniors and, you know, are they any good at that point? Well, yeah, they should be, um, especially if they've been working hard their whole lives and, and whatnot. But, um, there is benefit to seeing, you know, how, how that process came to be and what it looked like when they were eight, nine years old. So anyways, um, we'll wrap it up. But, uh, like I said, you know, I think that it's great to be creative. So be creative. Your head can be down sometimes. Just be smart about it. You don't want your head down all the time, but a glance down at the puck uh, or keep your eyes at a downward angle, all that stuff should help out. So that's it for now. We'll be back again soon with more uh, with more sound bites. Thanks, guys.